We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get to some of these. Uh, we actually have uh, nine super chats, Vince, but two of them are just kind of thank yous. So oh, we have I one like from those. David Pantalone. David, thank you very, 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 very much. And then George Delaney. Nice. Also, George, thank you very, very, very much. So my man, Riza, Vince. Oh, my came, goodness. He came with straight fire today, man. Riza did come Reza's in hot. Fire. Yeah. Okay. He goes, uh, lifelong Miami fan, but went to Notre Dame. Good choice. Remember clearly an unstoppable 01 Miami team that was in dogfights with Virginia Tech, Pitt, and BC. I'm not saying that we're that team or there's an element of survive and improve as you go. Glad we survived. Everything's still in front of us. That's absolutely true, Reason. Yes. I was actually that was going through my head, you know, in the second half. Was like, okay, they just got to find a way to win this game and they still have all everything that they want is still in front of them. If they lose this game, it's over. Like, you know, what you know, any chance at a national championship, any chance at the playoff, you know, all of that, it's over. Like it's over. And so you're just like, man, just find a way. Just find a way. And there's a million different examples that you can use and Reza has a great one right here because that 01 Miami team was unbelievable. And they they were in dogfights in those three games. And there's going, it's never going to be a 40-point win every week of the season. It's, it's just not. This is college football, man. And they were in a dogfight last night, and they ended up winning the game. And they still have everything in front of them. You're absolutely yeah. right, Reza. It was 0-2 that they were in the dogfight with Pitt. 0-1 okay. was, was uh, Virginia Tech in the ACC title game. And then, uh, no, actually, that was at. I don't think that was an AC Holmes. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, it was actually the regular season. It was December first, so for some reason I just assumed no. it was the ACC title game. But yeah, they weren't right. in the ACC back then. They were in the Big East. Both of them were in the Big East. That's right. Uh, and then the BC game, if you remember that one, Vince, they won eighteen to seven. That was a game Ed Reed had that one fumble return for a touchdown. But that was a phenomenal Miami team that absolutely destroyed number. I mean, oh. they beat they beat fifteen number fifteen Syracuse fifty nine to nothing. Number eleven Washington sixty five to seven. Uh, they beat number 13 Florida State on the road 49 to 27 beat Penn State on the road 33 to 7 and then 
barely beat number 14 Virginia 26-24 in a really hard fought game. Struggled BC big time, you know, that year. And then in uh 2002, like you said they had the the pit game that they lost. Uh you know, you're you're just going to have some of those days. You're sure. just going to have some of those days. And you know, and and I talked about this with other teams, you know, Bama 2009, Ohio State 2014 lost at home by 14 points to a 7 and 6 Virginia Tech team, right? But in every single one of those instances, those tough games were moments of we got to get better. It's when your character comes out. And we don't know yet if this is what that will be for Notre Dame. And here's the frustrating right. thing is some of the people complaining the most about, oh, they barely beat Duke, are the same people that we're, we have. I know we've been saying it, but we're the same ones. Like, man, I'm really worried about Duke. I'm really worried about Duke. They're a good football team, and it's right sure. after Ohio State. I'm really worried about – this was the only trap game we would give any credence to all off season, right? And guess what? It was a trap game, but they got it done. They exactly. won – the game and i'm watching another team that outplayed an opponent for a big chunk of the game had a nine point lead in the fourth quarter and didn't win the game they choked it away on the road right and that's lsu against Ole miss yep stuff's gonna happen the great teams win but the, the 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 good teams find ways to win the great teams not only find games to win but they then go make the corrections and don't repeat those mistakes again right that's what we don't know yet. Is Notre Dame a yep. good, a really good team that found a way to win against a really good Duke football team, or are they a great team that uses this as fuel? We don't know the answer to that yet. We're going to find that out next week, yep. and, or at least a, a set. We'll, we'll, we'll see a we'll step get, taken yeah. next week. Right. Yeah, 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 right. Because right. if you don't regain your momentum offensively next week, it's not going to happen against USC. I don't. Oh, oh I, I just. I, I don't mean, think yeah, will that's anyway. too big. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame. And ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out Game Time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC, Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame-Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. 
Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. You have another super chat from Riza. Oh my gosh. Riza, it's on fire. Thanks, man. Uh, Could the run scheme have been an overreaction at the end of the OSU game where they went away from Estime at the very end and have been questioned for it? Felt like they were being stubborn to prove a point. I don't I mean I don't know the answer to that. It would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Now you don't want you don't want coaches that are that hear that stuff. And and so yeah. I hope that it, that's not the case. I hope it, it was maybe the head coach said, Hey, we got to ride number seven more. Maybe that's it. I, I you know, right. I, I don't know, but um it kind of felt like that reason. I I can't tell you that that's why. I would hope that these coaches don't care what people say. I Right. Like I know Jared Parker doesn't listen to our shows and read our stuff or, you know, listen to anybody else and read their shows. Doesn't mean that somebody else isn't hearing it and saying something or maybe the head coach hears it, but I I'd be shocked if they know that people are clamoring for that. I think they look at it and I mean, more off more like most likely they went back and looked at the game and, and like, were like yeah. We should have wrote Audric more. Yeah, and exactly. Overcorrected a little right. bit. That happens. You know, it it happens. But it, it did kind of get that sense. Like, I, I where I would say reason is I definitely felt like it was an overcorrection. Yeah, N- not so much a. And that's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah, and it could have been like seen, a uh, yeah. I, I was just seen gonna, I'm sorry. First, no, it's all good, man. Go ahead, Vince. I was just gonna say, I guarantee you, it wasn't like a. Man, because you know we're gonna prove everybody wrong. Like I don't. It wasn't one of those kinds or, of things. It could have been like Driscoll a, hammered me after right, the last game. I exactly. Better, no, like that's not the case. Nor should now, a, an underlying like below the surface, like man, we we really do need to run him some more, and we're gonna make that happen this week. You know what I mean? Like, and and when you're calling the plays, it's like, hey, well, okay, you know what? We didn't do this last time, and it didn't work out well for us. Let's let's run them. Let's you know let's do that. Yeah. Like. It, it's not like you know number one bullet point on your game plan, but it's like an underlying thing. It's like, as hey, we're not going to lose a game again because we didn't ride our right. horse, yes, right? Exactly. I mean, it, exactly. it's an overcorrection, is what I felt more right. so than yes. they were worried about the public perception right. and things like that. And right, I think that's it. And and like in Audric in the past is kind of he's your starter, and then you kind of pull him in the middle and you get your other backs in there and you hammer them and and then you bring Audric in to close. And they were on the verge of doing that last week, and then yes, just they got were. a little bit too. Yeah, a little just, too. Just, yeah, I don't say too cute, but just like, hey, you know, this is what we've been doing. We're staying on our script. We're staying on our game plan. When sometimes in those moments, like, okay, hey, this is our game plan, but right now we have a new game plan. It's called we're right. riding number seven to victory. Right. Right. Well, they never got there on Saturday. They, you know, they needed to do other things, and they just didn't do it. Right. 
Now it's about, okay, we overcorrected this way, and then we overcorrected this way. Let's find our sweet spot. Let's get back to being who we were before and just execute better. And that's the key. And that's what I think that they'll do. Yep. But th- hey, Reza, also, buddy, I really appreciate both of those super chats very much. Yeah, that's awesome. Vince, I got to bring this one up from your, from your guy. This is your boy. Oh, Connor, what's going on, man? Good evening, gents. BK blaming, quote, young, inexperienced players, unquote. Could pettiness become its own show as part of the IB network? The yeah, show? I mean, like I mean, that would be so. It, it, I got to do that with Sean, right? I mean, that would have to be me and Sean Davis doing that one. <laughs> that would be like just like a like a little funny. I need to talk to maybe Sean about that. I don't know if if I'm. I'd have to. I don't know if I could make that like a weekly show, but like maybe <laughs> now and then Sean and I are like, hey, we got some pettiness. We got to get out, right? And we do it. But um, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. And I, I mean, was, I don't talk about Kelly a ton anymore, but just it was so fun to watch that. It's and just then the layup, man. It's and just, just um, just to hear him constantly making excuses. And like none of it was co- – it was all players. Like it wasn't coaching. It was like they're going to need to – they know what happened. They're going to need to see what kind of pride they have. They're, and this was about young and experienced players. And I'm like, dude, that's college football, man. Right. That's college football. You lost in the, the last time, you know, you, you were – last time you were undefeated going to the playoff, you – got beat by a team that had a true freshman quarterback, a true freshman thousand yard receiver, a true sophomore running back, a true sophomore receiver. Like, dude, you got all this. I keep hearing about all this talent your team has, you know, and and all the great recruiting you've done in your two years at LSU. And you can't get those guys ready to play, but Notre Dame can play a bunch of freshmen and sophomores and, and, and win games like this. Like, come on, bro. Stop with the excuses. I mean, that's just what it is. But that's one thing I'll say. Marcus Freeman is not a perfect coach. He's still learning. He's made mistakes this year. Uh, he'll make mistakes next year. Uh, he'll make mistakes in year 20. That's what coaches do. Yeah. But he's still more of a ball of clay than Brian Kelly is, who just is who he is. Yep. Brian Kelly's going to make mistakes. Nick Saban's going to make mistakes. It, it, Urban Meyer made mistakes on championship. Team. It's part of the game. No one's infallible or no one's perfect. Right. Especially. In but the, the one thing is you got to look at the character of the person. And, and to me, I have never heard Marcus Freeman ever once hint about the a player is the reason why in, from an excuse making standpoint. Well, right. it wasn't us, it was them. If anything he's ever said this is on me. I I like remember last year early when he was like I didn't understand this and I didn't appreciate this and it was my fault and it's like he almost kind of like admitted he was inexperienced. And it wasn't in it was he took all the blame. This isn't on my players and my coaches. I'm the one that didn't have this team prepared. Yeah. And uh that's something he's always done and has never been a hint of blame. Because if he ever was going to do that, it was going to be last week with the 10 men on the field thing. Oh, 100 percent That was a perfect could you, perfect opportunity for him to throw someone under the bus. Right. Because he had no, I mean who he is. the buck stops with the head coach. I mean, but right. he had nothing to do with that particular. You well, know, I mean, as the head micro... coach is locked into what's going on, yeah, I mean, he sure. still should have known, but he, he, of course, yeah, but there's other but he could have very easily, direct, yeah. oh, he like you know, we just we need to know what package is out there. We need like there's a million things he could have said that would have been said in the yeah. past, and it weren't. He took full blame. It's like, well, it's my fault, you know, you know, and I, I, yep. I've always appreciated that about Marcus Freeman. Always, I haven't listened to a single Brian Kelly press conference all year until this one, and it just for it just came up on my feed tonight as I was getting ready for the show, and it was like nine. Really? Like, okay, just let me listen to this. Yeah, like it was on the my YouTube thing? feed. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is great. And I was like, oh, just let me listen to this because I sent you that little clip. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> was that after? I wonder if that's you... why that was before the whole thing. Was it before? Yeah, that okay. was before. So I wonder if maybe that's why it was in my feed because the <laughs> yeah, algorithm right. read that, but. 
It's like, right. let me just listen to this one. I'm getting ready for the show. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like, dude, I've been here so many times. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like if people say, why did you, why didn't you go to press conference anymore? So I already, I could tell you, I could, I could write the transcript for what Brian Kelly was going to say at his press conference before they had yep. it. Yep. I mean, it was just, oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Shiver me fingers. Which, which we have done, thank God, with that era <laughs> yes. of Notre yeah, Dame football. Exactly. Shiver me fingers. Thank you very much for the super chat. Getting a taste of great quarterback play and what it can do. We have good young talent next year at quarterback, but do you see us basically back to the business as usual, RE, our quarterback strength, or does Notre Dame hit the portal again? Thanks. Well, I, I don't really know what you mean by back to business as usual. I, I don't, I don't. Maybe, Maybe he just means like back to what, the yeah. people that are already on the roster and like not I, I having to go into the yeah. portal. I don't I don't know what that means. I would assume they're going to go to the portal again next year. I, I've said this before. I fully anticipate Notre Dame going to the portal again next year. What I don't know is who what they're going to get out of the portal. Are they going to the portal sure. for a veteran guy like Ohio State got with Tristan Gebbia, who they brought in from Oregon State? He'd started the games at Oregon State, but he he knew you're not coming here to compete for starting job. You're coming here to right. be a veteran presence to help these younger guys learn and develop and 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 be a backup, get ready for coaching. Or is it, hey, we need to go find the next guy, the next Sam you know, Hartman? Yes, that's the that I don't think we know the answer to that yet, and I think that's going to be determined over the next couple months. I, I wouldn't. I think the other part of it too is is going to be who's out there. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean. Sam, there was there was rumblings that Sam Hartman was going to jump on the portal before he did, so you kind of knew what the portal right. was going to look like a little bit. You knew he was out there. You knew Hudson Card was out there as a guy that they liked, and sure. and you know there was rumblings that Where maybe Tyler going? Van Dyke, Purdue, Purdue, that's uh, right. And they had a nice win this weekend, by the way. Did you see that they smacked Illinois no. this did weekend? Did they really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because they've been struggling a little bit uh, last couple weeks, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Illinois. Give me a sec. Pull it up. Yeah, they beat Illinois forty-four to nineteen. Wow. So yeah, really, really beat good performance. Down. Really good performance. Yeah, Hudson was he was eighteen to twenty-six, two hundred seventeen yards, two touchdowns. You know, again, uh, efficient. It was uh, thirty-seven to thirteen going into the fourth quarter. So a lot of handing off in the fourth quarter. But yeah, real efficient night. Real efficient night. And uh, Illinois just can't run the football, man. They just can't run the football. It's it's a problem. But nice one for Purdue. Nice one. But you, you, there was rumblings that Tyler Van Dyke was looking around. You know, he just was kind of waiting on the right NIL deal kind of kind of thing. There's rumblings that Drake May might jump in. So you mm. knew that there was going to be some quarterbacks in the portal this year, this past year. We don't know who that's going to be next year. What right. if it's, you know, what if it's uh, Jalen Daniels? I don't even know if he has it eligible. I'm just making a point. Well, like, yeah, guy's a heck of a player, but that's not even close to what fits this offense. You know, so is, it, that would Drake be May out of eligibility. Well, he, yeah, no, he, he's a red shirt sophomore, but okay. uh, I'm pretty Same. sure Drake May is going to be entering the NFL portal uh, called sure the draft. I'm sure, I'm next sure you're year. right. I'm just but, saying uh, if he was available, yeah. you go get well, him. Like if, if Riley Leonard was available, if, you know I mean? If it, then sure you've, it, it's gotta be a guy that you're just like, dude, I can't not take that guy. Like right. I, I like Hudson card. I do. I would have taken him at Notre Dame this year, you know, and, and I would have hoped that, that Tyler Buckner would have stayed and competed with him. I think Tyler Buckner would have been less uh, afraid to transfer after Hudson card than Sam Hartman. Right. Sure. But I'm not taking a Hudson card next year. It's gotta be a Sam Hartman next yes. year. It's gotta be a right. Riley Leonard. It's gotta be a Tyler Van Dyke. It's gotta be that kind of guy. If it's not that kind of guy, I'm riding with Minchie and Angeli and TJ. Sure. Carr. 
Like, sure. Because, because again, it's, it's, you got to look at the schedule too. And if you look at their name schedule next year, the opener is going to be brutal uh, no matter what. Right. I mean, you're, you're playing what I think is going to be a, a good Texas A&M football team. They've bounced back pretty well this year so far, you know, and, and it's a winnable game, but after that you're Northern Illinois at home at Purdue home against Miami of Ohio home against Louisville home against Stanford at Georgia tech. And, and you've got Navy, at MetLife, met then you've got Florida State at home on November 9th. So they've got another game to add. I don't know who that's going to be. It's going to have to be added either in October, November. They've got like right now two buys in November. So probably one of those games is going to get slated with a game. So once you get through Texas A&M, you've got a month and a half of winnable games where you don't need your quarterback to, you don't need, if, if you need your quarterback to play like Sam Hartman against, you know, um, uh, trying to uh, second Tennessee state or Navy or whatever to beat Purdue, you got much bigger problems in your quarterback position. Right. Right. Because the thing is, you got to think that the reality of, of the world of college football is different next year. You don't right. need to be in the top four next year. You got to be 12. top 12 next right. year. And so, well, maybe top 10, if two of the, if they're still in the six and six, there's a chance that two of the conference winners are outside the top 12 and, you know, um, so, like, you can be – you can take that loss against Texas A&M because you know, hey, we're going to develop Kenny Minchie because right. we know by the time November rolls around, this kid's going to be really good, and we want to develop our guy or C.J. Carr or Steve Angeli, whoever that's going to be. So I'm more willing to kind of – it's got to be a dude because you don't have to be in the top four next year. That That's – we've got to also adjust our thinking about the portal for that as well at quarterback because it's like, man – and do you really want to go to Texas A&M with a rookie? No, I don't. But I wouldn't mind going into home game against Florida State November with one of those rookies who would then have nine, ten starts under his belt and is really right. talented. You know, and so those are the things you got to think about because I don't need, if you're Notre Dame, I don't need to go undefeated next year. I don't need to go eleven. I mean, you could actually technically get in at ten and two if you're good in a football team. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and, and so that's a that's a, a thing that will will somewhat impact the decisions that Notre Dame does as well next season is, is going to be that because you look forward to 2025, you got A&M at home, you travel to Arkansas, you've got USC again, you got to go to Miami, you've got NC state at home. So your schedule in 25 is going to be challenging as well. Do you want to then say, okay, do you want to go into that schedule? And now you're breaking in a new quarterback. Or are we going to keep repeating the cycle year after year after year of, well, the schedule's tough. Do I don't want to throw a guy we haven't seen before? At some point in time, you've got to let that kid develop. And when it's a 12-team playoff, there's more margin for mistakes and error as you're developing that quarterback than there is in a 14 playoff. So it, for me, again, if I'm taking a quarterback next year, it's got to be a dude. This year, Hudson Card, I'd have taken him. Sure. If you couldn't get Sam Hartman, I'd have been cool with that. Next year, and I like Hudson Card. I'm not taking Hudson Card. Because he's not good enough for me to say I'm slowing the development down of C.J. Carr in Kenny Minchie. Just not. Riley Leonard would be. Right? I mean, Drake May would be. I mean, there's guys that would be. Sure. He's not. But it'd have to be that guy. And even then, I'd have to – it'd take me a minute to – because, guys, I think Kenny Minchie can, can be special. I so think C.J. Carr can be special. Yeah. Like, I, I want to develop those guys. I, I do. And now that it's a 12-team playoff, I think you, you have more reason to, to justify. We can take a lump. We can take our lumps a little bit in, in September. Because even if we catch an L, 
we're going to be okay because we just got to be in the top 10. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. So and you, you, I saw a lot of agreement from you during that bench. you have anything you want oh, to add or are we kind no, of on the same I'm, page on that? I'm with you. I love the talent in the quarterback room. I mean, especially when C.J. Carr gets there. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I do. Well, and I think there will be more physical talent in the room next year than this year. For it sure. It just won't be the oh, experience. Yeah. You won't have the experience exactly. next year. Exactly. I think it's going to be a hell of a battle if, if look again, depending on who they go and get, because I do, I agree with you. They're going to go get someone. If I was a betting man right now, I think they're going to get a veteran help the room kind of a guy. I, that's what I think. Now, if there's a freaking amazing kid out there, you can't not turn down. Then yes, you take them. There's no doubt about that. Right. Um, But I, I am intrigued at the quarterback battle that will take place next year. Intrigued because there's going to be a ton of talent around whoever wins that job, a ton of talent. And they don't need to be uh, the, the Heisman trophy candidate. Jalen hurts. They don't need to be that right right away. You know what I mean? You got to be a distributor. You got to be a guy that understands you got to be a leader. You got to be all those things. But you don't have to be Caleb Williams, yeah, you know, right all away. All the young talent we're talking about on this That's football team is going to be a lot more experienced next year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to Correct. say something real quick, Vince. Somebody just was talking about two-time waivers, the Hudson card. I'm not saying Hudson card is going to be in the portal again next year. I'm making the point the about the type of player. Yeah. Right. Right, that type right, of right, – because right. I don't know who's going to be in the portal next year. So I don't have an example right. of who's going to be in the portal next year. I'm talking about that kind of player. So just – and I can understand why that would be confusing. So uh, I'm res- responding to Zachary Ryan. I'm using Hudson card as an example of the type of player that was in the portal this year that I liked. I'm not saying necessarily that he's going to be in the portal again next year. And because his comment was about how they're kind of denying two-time transfers and all that kind of stuff. I, just so we're clear, I'm not saying Hudson Card's right. going to be on the portal again next year. I'm just making a point um, about about how that's going to be. Yep. So just want to make sure I'm not confusing anybody. All right. Smooth yet psychedelic. I like that name. All right. Uh, what's up with the lack of play action passes with an offense built around the run game and limitations at wide receiver? Why not use more play action to try and generate open shots downfield? I wonder if this is an analytics thing. There are a, a segment of the analytics population that will argue play action doesn't actually benefit your pass game. And I'm in the Kyle Shanahan um, uh, universe of that's dumb <laughs> because I think it does. And if you want evidence, go look at the NC state game, right? I mean, especially in college, I think play action pass is very important. 
for for generating big plays. So if I had to guess, and this is a hundred, this is a hundred percent a guess. My guess would be because it's a young staff that they're probably more analytics. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking here for, Vince? Us. Uh, um, they're more analytics. Um, they're more willing to kind of be okay. I'll hear what you have to say. They're uh, more. Uh, it's an S. I'm drawing a blank right here, dude. This is ridiculous. Sympathetic. There's they're okay. they're they're more sympathetic to the analytics arguments than maybe I would at 45, you know, or 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 no, Mike Dembrock would be close to 50, you know, where it's like, no, I mean, I know what works and that kind of thing. Uh, or Kyle Shanahan, who's younger but has an old school mindset because he's been, you know, of growing up with his dad and 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 obviously he has he's more like his dad than he is modern coaches from a philosophy of football standpoint. He still believes in running the football, you know, still believes in all that kind of stuff in this era where it's about throwing it and doing all that kind of stuff. And that's why I think Kyle Shanahan wins a lot, you know, yeah. because he isn't driven by that analytic stuff. But if, if I had to guess, it would be that it's because there's some data that they are attuned to that says play action doesn't really add to your pass game. And I think that's nonsense. I think a, yeah. a good play action pass game for a pro style team like Notre Dame that runs a ball like Notre Dame absolutely can be impactful. Like you, your offensive line gets in their butt kicked. Hey, here's a thought. How about a bootleg? Get your quarterback out of the pocket. You know, don't have your quarterback be right behind the center every single time you drop. And then the one time you do get him out of the pocket, you sprint him to the left. Oh, to the boundary. Yeah. The boundary wouldn't even mind it as much if it was the right side. He could have thrown a rope like low and away right. and hold him right. gone but, and got but, You know what I mean? The, but like, it's just not a lot of room to work. Yeah. And it felt like he got to the sideline yeah. real fast. You definitely don't you know? go to the boundary when you're going to your opposite arm because it, right. it just takes longer. You have to turn your shoulders right. and throw the ball. Where if I'm going to the right, I'm just, I'm here. And I'm boom, I'm getting that sucker out quick. We're here going to the left. I got to then turn. Or if I don't turn, I just try to get out quick. I got no juice on it whatsoever. Right. Because I'm, I'm throwing against my momentum. Correct. Essentially where when I'm going to the right, Brutal. which is my dominant hand, I'm throwing, I've got momentum taking me into the throw. Right. So it's just a different animal. So, so that's, that's my thoughts on that. Vince. William Chesney, do you think Al Golden lets the D-line loose against USC like he did with Duke, or do you think he's scared Caleb Williams will burn them like last year? I think our DBs can hold up in space. Tackling is scary. Well, the problem last year was they 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 were blitzing three a lot of times against USC. They were dropping eight. Yeah. It was really a tackling issue. It, look, I'll say this to you, William. It could be. I, I don't know. I, Al Golden is a very hard dude to figure out. Like, you know, he, he does true. great things one week and the next week you're like, I have no clue what he's doing. Right. And and I'm hoping this is, a, I mean, two of your last three games, you know, three, two of your last four games, you've, you've done, you've had some great game plans. Ohio State was good until the end. The Ohio State game plan was tremendous. If, if the offense just goes down and converts one more first down, we're talking about how golden is being a Broyles award. Contender. Oh yeah. Cause like, dude, you just held Ohio state to 10. Yep. You just held Duke to 14. Like, dude, you're a, you're a broils, but because they got that L against Ohio state, you know? So, but that last drive crushed them. They've done a lot of good things this year defensively. Yeah. But some have. of us just like, dude, what are you doing? And because yeah. I'm always looking forward to, yeah, you did that against Brendan Armstrong, who I've never thought was that good of a quarterback. I always said he's, he's not as bad as he was last year. He's not as good as he was in 2021. He's closer to the tw- to last year's version than he is the 2021 version this year so far. They didn't have a lot of weapons. 
Duke's got good players, not great players. I'm I'm saying, okay, yeah, I don't care if it works against Duke, but will it work against USC? And my whole thing is what they did against Duke is a lot more likely to work against USC than what you did against Ohio State or NC or even NC State to a degree because you turned your D-line loose. And if you can get a push up the middle, because here's the thing, last year, where'd all the pressure come from against USC last year? It's off the edge. So Caleb either spun out or he stepped in. What was so good about the Duke game, which gave Riley Leonard problems, is that it was coming right up the middle. middle. And so they were collapsing the pocket off the edge and up the middle. And and that and here's another thing too is Riley Leonard's a really athletic quarterback. He's actually more of a runner than Caleb Williams is as far as usage. Caleb right. Williams is a very dynamic guy, but he they don't run him as much, nor should they, because you don't necessarily need it. There'll be times right. when they'll let him run a draw or scramble or whatever, you know. But Caleb Williams has 83 yards rushing on the year. Riley Leonard's over 200. It's just right. it's a different type. Now, now, Caleb will do it if against Notre Dame if he has to, no doubt. So if you if it worked against Riley, then I'd say, yeah, find ways to make it work against USC. Maybe some of it has to be more specific to USC events, but I, I hope I hope it's a blueprint. Adjusted each week, wrinkles each week, but I hope it's a blueprint to what what they need to do um, next week. Fort Wayne, that's Irish. Me. When you rock down there, like doing all this, giving me the courtesy <laughs> nods as I'm, as I'm talking. Yeah. I was listening, but yes, I yeah. was. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, seems as though this team lost part of their identity slash soul, losing to Ohio State. Now, fragile and searching. What will it take for them to get their mojo back? Well, yeah. I, I just... Uh, they got it back in the last two minutes. I mean, I wouldn't say that well, they lost their soul. They, I don't think they, they lost their identity or soul. They play bad. Yeah, they right, just guys? I mean, that crap happens. Yeah. Right. And they didn't play well. If they lost or okay, let's just grant the premise, Vince, that he's correct. Okay. To your point, they got it back in the last three minutes. Yeah. Defense made a stop, offense went on a drive, they got their mojo back. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that was the issue. I I think mentally they did not recover well from the Ohio State loss. But I don't think it's about they lost their soul. I think it's because they knew. They were the better team, and they didn't play like sure. the better team when it mattered most, which is why, in the end, Ohio State was the better team, right? Like, it's the polar opposite. Because what did we say going into last week's game? Notre Dame was the better team for 57 minutes. Yep. And then Ohio State was the better team when it mattered most. Well, Correct. It's, again, I say it again, it's polar opposite of this game. Absolutely. Now, it, it, well, kind of. Notre Dame was clearly the better team in the first half. Like, oh my gosh! Yes. It should have been like twenty-four to three in the first yep. half. I mean, Could clearly the better team, but they got thoroughly outplayed by Duke in this the last twenty-seven minutes until the last three. So I, I just I just don't think they moved on well from Ohio State because I don't think yeah. they lost their confidence. I think it's they were still they didn't handle their their pissed offness of losing yeah. the right way, Agreed. a healthy way. They weren't focused. They weren't locked in, and I don't think they thought Duke was as going to be as good. I think I think Duke's. I don't think they had the same respect for Duke that you and I did and Ryan and I did. I think that's fair. I think that's part of it too. Like, I think they walked in and like, we're going to smack this team. And then Duke was like, no, you're not. And Duke was very (laughs) confident, Vince. Yeah. And they They came ready to play. Like that was a prepared, that was a prepared team. Oh, this is funny. I I like this. Tyler Evans to the media saying that Notre Dame can't count to 11. We can count to 30 ACC victories in a row. Regular season, we got to we got to put that caveat on there. 
because they got badly to Clemson in the ACC championship. Right, right. It's regular season, uh, 30 straight regular season wins. And there's also a loss to Clemson in the playoff during that time. But still, 30 and two is still pretty good. Yes. So, it, you know, because they got what? Did they get one at the end of 17? Do you remember, Vince? Oh, man, I don't know. You're better. Because I know they lost to Miami. That's the last regular season game that they lost in the ACC. Is it? it was to Miami was in 2017. A, that was a beatdown. Yeah. yeah. That was the last ACC game of that year. So beginning in 2018. And, you know, here's the funny thing. You know who that? You know who the ACC streak began against? Do you know who it was against? Mm-mm. Wake Forest in 2018. That was the one where they beat the crap out of Sam Hartman. That was the beginning because the last time they played an ACC game, Vince, was the Miami game at the end of 2017. They played Navy, Stanford, and LSU after that. And then to start 18, they played Michigan, Ball State, and Vanderbilt. So the 30-game the win streak began against Sam Hartman and Wake Forest. Sam was wow. a true freshman at that time. And that kind of wild. I didn't realize that till just now. Uh, so, And he'll look for 31 this weekend. So I do yep. like that. It's been dominant. And I just love it because all the crying that they've done this offseason, oh, you know, we got to beat Notre Dame and Notre Dame's getting this vote. I'm like, well, you know, if you want to do something about it, beat them. Yeah, or send bad refs. All right, Nathan it's Milton. Still, but that's the other thing. They've done this 30-game winning streak despite constantly getting screwed by ACC yes. officials constantly. And yes. it's like, what is it, 16 on 11, right, every game, and they still can't beat Notre Dame? Right. No. And they can't cheat much harder, man. I mean, no. that was, they're overturning never, things. They're not even allowed to legally right. overturn. Even, you know, it's just like. Them. It's unbelievable. So bad. Like so that, bad. I, they should suspend <laughs> that whole crew. Like 12, 12 penalties to two. Come on. Yeah. Bro. Come on. Bro. Nathan Milton, where does Riley Leonard rank as far as quarterbacks Notre Dame has played or will play this year? Number two? Nope. Number one on who they have played so far. Number two on who they will play. Yes. He's better than Jack Plummer at Louisville, who's doing a nice job this year. But Notre Dame knows Jack Plummer. They've beat him Very two well. years in a row. Two different schools. Uh, at two different teams. Uh, same coach in two of them. Uh, he's better than uh, Phil Dracovic, who's just not even close to the same kid he was in 2020. He is better than Cade Klubnik right now by far Cade may eventually be better but right now definitely better than Kate Klubnik he's better than uh Mitch Griffith at Wake who I believe is still their starting quarterback and I don't know who their starting quarterback is at Stanford anymore because they're playing two kids now but he's I mean he's better. better than every quarterback Stanford has in their roster so the only quarterback that's better than him on what they have played or what they will play as an all-around player is is Caleb Williams. Now, yep. Kyle McCord played very well against Notre Dame, but if I had to pick right now who I'd want as my quarterback, I'm still taking Riley Leonard. If he's healthy, sure. I'm sure. taking Riley Leonard. Trevor, I'll say Rocket. this, Vince. Just, I'm sorry. Last thing. Oh. If the D-line would have been allowed to play against Ohio State the way they were against Duke, then we wouldn't be yeah. talking about how well Kyle McCord played. And that's yeah. no shot at Kyle McCord. It's just nobody's going to dominate you when they're constantly people in their flipping face the whole game. So, sorry about that. That's all right. Trevor Rocket from Canada. Good evening, lads. Late to the show, but I just want to give Howard Cross some love. Last week against Ohio State, and even more so last night against Duke. Just a trench dog and relentless. There's no has doubt about it. he had a game that he wasn't very good yet? I mean, yeah. I'm serious. Like, I've given out game, game balls to him already. Central Michigan, maybe. Yeah. It's the only game I didn't think he played great. Nobody played great on defense in that game. But he's been a dude all year, Vince. An absolute Dude, 13 tackles and three and a half tackles for loss for a nose tackle. Right. 
That's nuts. Raymond Harton, a win is a win. Must be better next week. Great show, guys. Thanks. And go Irish. That's right. Survive in advance, right? And grow better. I mean, we've seen teams in the NCAA tournament events like survive first round potential upsets, second round potential upsets, and then go on and win national championships. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's that's part of it, right? I mean, you know, hey, we didn't play well, but we learned from it. And the next week we went out and and did what we needed to do and handled our business and 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 won a championship, you know. So yeah, I mean that's that's where you gotta be. And then our last one is not really so much a super chat, but or a super sticker. Ah. So Ed three. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you, Ed. Appreciate you very much. And you know what else I appreciate, Brian? I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. All six hundred and sixty-five of you. Really appreciate you guys sticking around and uh, checking out upon further review. Again, I said it at the opening and I'll say it at the close. Reviewing film after a W is always better. Oh, yeah. Even though there's a lot to fix and a lot to grow from and a lot of things that I hope we don't see on film again, knowing how it ended (laughs) made it a lot easier to watch this film today. Uh, I was I put off watching the film so badly last week. I just did that's not why we re- Vince we put it, I put it off so bad we didn't even do a show on Sunday because like <laughs> we did on it on Monday. That's right. Not, like not we didn't. I I just did not want to watch. I it. took I a did. mental day off from breaking down yes. the Notre Dame game. Yes, absolutely. So hey, Notre Dame got it done when it counted, and that's that's what matters. But they've got to bounce back. They've got to do a better yep. job. So tune in this week. Another Monday. undefeated opponent who's ranked in the top 25. I, t- I called it. I said if Louisville beats NC State, they're going to jump into the top 25. And they're 25th. That matchup. Yep. They're 25th yep. as of today. So, yep. you know, top 25 matchup on the road. Uh, it's going to be another electric atmosphere that Notre Dame's going to have to deal with. I saw Notre Dame's PR department put something out today, Vince, that I, I believe they said this is the first time that Notre Dame will have played three straight AP top 25 teams uh, since I think it was 2003. Let me just go look that up real really? quick. So when they play Louisville, it'll be the first time since I believe it's uh, – let me find it here real quick. It was first time they've played since 2003, and when they play USC the next week, It'll be the first time since 2000 that they've played four in a row. Wow. So, and then that end, that streak will end when they play Pitt, no matter what Pitt does between now and then, because Pitt true. stinks. Uh, this is, but this don't is be true. shocked if Clemson's in the top 25 when they play them. Oh, yeah. Big win this weekend as well. But yeah. Yep. So there you go. So, hey, big win coming up. Play the tough schedule. Imagine that, Vince. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's always <laughs> nice. I, I enjoy the patty cake schedule. It just makes my life so much easier. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, make sure you guys tune in all week, man. We got all the afternoon shows. We got the Monday mailbag tomorrow. Ivy Nation Sports Talk at 6 as well. So make sure you guys tune in. Going to be a lot of good stuff in there. We'll break down the uh, Marcus Freeman's press conference and all of the fun stuff that he has to say there. So thanks for joining us for Upon Further Review. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that uh, notification bell because you just never know when another show is going to pop up. And then give us a five-star review. Tell your family and friends. Really appreciate that. So for Brian. I'm Vince. We'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.